Good evening, and welcome to Tiki Hut Central, the podcast. I'm here with Mr. Michael P. Ruffin this evening, and also my wife, Lisa, is behind the scenes, working the comments section and giving her input as we go through the evening. As with the beginning of every episode, we're going to begin with a brand new brew. Tonight's brew is Heavy Seas. We got this direct from Sherry down at Sud Saloon. Picked this up last week. Um, this is kind of a heavy beer. I'm, I'm not really a, a fan of heavy beers, but it is 15% alcohol. So, Where did so with that said, uh, we should be good to go. We lost our video. You lost our video. Hang on a second, everybody. There you go. All right. You got us? Yep. All right. 15%. 15%. So we're going to oh pour this. Lord. It's a cool can. It's a cool can. We'll have a little sip there. Oh, that's really dark. Yeah, it's really dark. We'll have a little sip here. <laughs> All right. I'm not a real uh, big beer drinker, but well, um, we'll cheers it. to tonight's episode. We've got Michael in the house. We've we've, we've got Lisa in the house, and let's cheers. give this a little sip. Oh wow! You really that feel is. you taste that bourbon, and you taste that rye, and and. Yeah. and Getting it out of that barrel there. Wow, that's really wow. We better not drink too many of these during tonight's episode because this is a uh, this is mighty fine beer. Direct from Sud Saloon. They're in the Montrose Street Market, downtown Claremont. Stop by, see Sherry, say hello, say you saw this beer at Tiki Hut Central, the podcast show. Well, uh, before we get started with uh, Mr. Ruffin here, he is like from Georgia to Baton Rouge to Orlando, so. Uh, because of his, uh, he spent 20 years, he's 20 years in Baton Rouge. Uh, we, we had our chef in the kitchen, Miss Alyssa cook us some fresh jambalaya. We're going to give that a quick right. check. Cheers, everybody. All right. Then we'll get into the it show. Smells wonderful. It smells amazing. Mm. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Damn. Mm. My kid can cook. Mm. Jambalaya. Delicious beer from Sud Saloon, and we're going to get on with the show here. Everybody's finishing up their bites. Mm, it's just crazy. Everybody just keeps chewing away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, Lisa, and <laughs> eating with us. I don't want to put mine down. All right, you keep going there. Mm. Good job. Yeah, fantastic. All right, let's get... Uh... So good. <laughs> All right, uh, we got, as I said, Mr. Michael Ruffin here. He is a local musician, a local worship leader. Um, he is, uh, he runs the Moving Platform podcast. He's into wrestling. He's into music. So we're going to really get the full rundown on Michael and, and what he does. Michael, I'd like to welcome you to the show tonight. Well, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. This is going to be pretty cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. As everybody can see behind us here, uh, we are at the moving platform right now. It says, come along and join the adventure. adventure. So he is a theme park expert, uh, I guess, uh, especially Disney. Uh, Disney is probably the thing that I, I'm the most knowledgeable on. Mm -hmm. But um, I try to I cover everything. Uh, I'll go Disney, Universal, SeaWorld. Uh, I'm probably about to start doing a little bit of like a roadside Florida. Oh, okay, like cool. That attraction Fun. thing, you know, kind of those, you know, those not really touristy, but those off the beaten path right. roadside attractions. Sure, Biggest sure. yarn ball, you know, things like that. <laughs> nice, nice. If, if we were watching burgers, brews, and something else, barbecue last night, and I kept thinking oh of the giant beef ribs. So oh. that was on my mind while I was sleeping. But uh, 
I would probably stop at more roadside food places than anything else. I yeah. mean, yarn's it's, cool and everything, but I think that, you know. You know. That's why I love, uh, what is it, drive throughs diners and dives? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, I love it because it's so, you know, it's so local and, you know, you get to really find out about that city's food. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, why don't you tell us about the moving platform? What is it? How'd you start it? And what can people find out when, when they go check it out? Well, uh, it started, I used to be, before I moved here, I had a podcast with some friends of mine, all of us Disney experts, um, which I actually don't like that word. But, um, <laughs> Connoisseur? But <anyway>. Sure. <laughs> Disney weirdo. weirdo. Well, that's good Disney, too. Disney weirdo. Yeah. I'm one of those childless millennials. I nice. Think, as we were called at one point. Uh, but we had a <laughs> podcast actually called the Mouska Beers podcast and we talked disney and we drank craft beer oh see that's that that's was, my podcast that was what we did and eventually life got in the way uh a couple actually two of them ended up getting pregnant within like a month <laughs> of each other I so, think. so these were your female friends well it was couples <laughs> oh, it was okay. couples right. it started as me and a friend of mine thaddeus who's a big beer guy and then him and his wife got pregnant and then we had another guy had joined us and him and his wife got pregnant Almost at the same time. Wow. So <laughs> life kind of got in the way and, and we just, you know, it kind of just fizzled out. And then I, when I moved here, I knew I wanted to do something mm -hmm. in the park, something creative because I'm a creative person. Uh, so I'm always doing something. And somebody suggested a YouTube channel. And I was not crazy about that because I don't think that this is camera friendly <laughs> as I look at the camera. Like, like a face here. for radio, they say. Right? I do. I have a voice for radio. I have radio hair, as it's called. <laughs> um, so uh, eventually I was like, eh, I don't know. But then a friend of mine gave me the idea for the name, which was mm -hmm. the moving platform. And I was like, that's kind of cool, I guess, you know? And then she's like, well, it's a throwback to the People Mover, which is a Tomorrowland attraction in Magic Kingdom. Because there's actually a sign as you're getting on your vehicle at people. If you look up, there's a sign that says moving platform. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. And then she was like, plus video is a moving platform of media. And it's just like our show. Yeah. As <laughs> soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, I have to call it that now. <laughs> so, and I didn't want Disney to be a part of the name. I didn't want it to be Mike's Disney blog or, you know, I didn't, Mike's Disney adventures. I didn't want that because right. I wanted to be able to branch out. I wanted to be able to do something different. I mean, I've done videos where I show off my vinyl record collection. So it's just, I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do, but theme parks is really the focus of it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and is, is it a blog? Is it a it's, Facebook um, kind of thing? It's or? a little bit of everything. Okay. Um, I, I do, I just, start, I started the podcast part during the pandemic because oh, okay. the parks were closed down. You know, what was I going to do about video? I couldn't really do anything. So I started doing the podcast because I could do zoom and that's right. a lot easier because you don't have to get any, you don't have to find out, Oh, what's your schedule? Like, when can we meet? Where can we meet? Hopefully it's somewhere quiet. You know, you want, you can come to my house. I can go to yours. Like, what do you want to do? Zoom. It allows me to say, Hey, are you free Monday night at seven? Sit down, send out a zoom link, mm -hmm. Sure, record the whole thing. It's great. It's so it's so much easier. So I started the podcast last year during pandemic, but I also do the videos have been going for be four years, like in three days. Oh wow! Um, it'll be four <laughs> four years in like three days. So I started that, and then the podcast, and I I will write <laughs> blogs from time to time, but for the most part, I don't really, I don't really think with the, with the blog. I mostly stick to the the. YouTube and the podcast. And then I have the Facebook group that I post to and we get a, that, that kind of gets the discussion going. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, favorite ride and why? 
<laughs> you know, every, everybody says Haunted Mansion. Okay. Be, and it's funny because I'm actually running like a March Magic tournament where I'm doing 32 Disney attractions up against each other. Mm. And I know Haunted Mansion is going to win because it, it won last year. So everybody says Haunted Mansion. So I try to go with something different. And honestly, the number two for me um, would be Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean. Because oh. I would agree with that. That's pretty it's cool. It's so different That's than ours. Cool. Ours is like really, yeah. Ours is like half the half the ride. Theirs has a story and like a mm -hmm. lead in. It's got like four or five different sections that we don't have. Uh, it's really a. It's like a twenty minute ride. Wow. Here it's like maybe ten. Wow. So it really is like twice. Does theirs have Jack Sparrow? It does. Okay. Yep. Yep, they added more Jack. time with Jack Sparrow. That's well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at Disneyland, you never know when it's going to uh. actually be Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Uh. He actually pops. He doesn't do it like once a week. He does it like once every five years. Sure. But he'll pop in and, and you'll actually get Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow on your ride. Nice. Yeah. Lisa, favorite ride and why? At Disney? Disney, Epcot. Uh, um, You know, the backyard. I don't know. The Mummy. Yeah. At Universal. Really? Oh. Love mummy. Why? Why? Why do you like that? It's just. I, I haven't been on it. It's so. intense and it's scary and it's just, ah, I can't describe it. You think the ride's over, then the whole room oh is my on gosh. fire. Wow. It's, it's, it's very amazing. Cool. Yeah. If you like mummy, if you ever get to Disneyland, if you like mummy, you would love uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden. Wow. Nice. Go check that same out. Same vibe. Not a roller coaster, but same mm. vibe. Very cool. So they can find you on Facebook too. They can go to Moving Platform. Yeah. And, yeah uh, the Moving Platform on Facebook. Cool. Uh, the the group is the Movers, fans of the Moving Platform. Uh, and then the website is www.moving-platform.com because a charity organization has been sitting on the Moving Platform.com and I'm just waiting. I check it every week. I'm waiting for them to drop the domain <laughs> so I can snag it. Nice. Well, there you go. So, so there's all everything Disney. If you have any questions, you can yeah. go to Michael's Facebook page. You can ask him any questions, any advice, any insider stuff. He's got it. Yeah. Um, now, I can tell you, I was I was uh, trolling Michael's Facebook page, you know, because I always like to see what what our guests are into that that we may not know that they're into. <laughs> so, so tell me about this crazy infa infatuation with wrestling. How oh, did yeah. you get started with wrestling? Okay, so I grew up, uh, I was born in 82, so I grew up, I was uh, three years <laughs> old when WrestleMania 3 happened. WrestleMania 3 is famous because it's... Hard. I graduated in 82. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Well, there you go. I was born in 82. So. I was in kindergarten. <laughs> uh, Wrestle, that, that's enough from you over there. That's <laughs> enough. Mute you now. Yeah. He's so, the baby here, though. WrestleMania 3 is the infamous uh, Hogan versus Andre. Okay. And I don't... I don't probably I probably didn't watch that when I was three. I don't remember, but I remember growing up. Uh, I was in fact I loved Hulk Hogan. I loved Macho Man. Like I I grew you know that, and then um, my mom got remarried when I was about six, and my stepdad loved like Ric Flair and the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. You can't say Dusty Rhodes without doing the Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> With his bleach blonde hair, right? Yes, yeah, he right. was an everyman, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, Ric sure. Flair and, and, and uh, Dusty and all the Jim Crockett, you know, promotions guys down in the South, and then WCW, of course. Um, so he turned me from, like, a Hulk Hogan fan into, like, a Dusty Rhodes. And we had, I grew up in, like I said, I grew up in Georgia, you know, and... WCW, that was like run from Georgia. So we went to WCW all the time. All the time. Yeah. 
So I, that's what did it. Um, and it was just kind of like our bonding thing. He was a big hunter. I, I'm not a hunter. Uh, sitting in a tree for hours is just ain't my thing. So boring. <laughs> um, sorry to the hunters out there. It's just not my thing. Um, so that was like our thing. Like I wasn't a sports kid. You know, I, I played baseball for a few years, but that was it. And but wrestling was always like we could always sit down and watch wrestling and talk wrestling. That so that really was like our our father son nice. bonding. Favorite wrestler of all time. Tough question, man. Or are there a lot of them? There <laughs> are. Um, I usually answer that question with two, there's two wrestlers. Um, all time, shockingly enough, it's <clears throat> not Hulk Hogan anymore. You know, it used to be when I was a kid. Now it would be uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was my guy. I loved Shawn. Didn't he have a mullet or something? Uh, I think everybody, everybody had a mullet. Had a mullet I think everybody had a mullet in the 80s, <laughs> in 80s wrestling. He did for a while. Um, uh, I think some of Lisa's boyfriends had mullets at some point, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> mullets and Trans Am. Negative. Come on. <laughs> I had a Trans Am, but no mullet. No mullet. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Shawn Michaels, uh, with that Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match, WrestleMania 12. Wow. Uh, Sean was my guy. Nowadays, it's actually a guy that's very, very similar to Sean in style, character-wise. Uh, it's a guy uh, named Adam Cole. Okay, love Adam Cole. That that's my guy. All right, Adam Cole. There you go. Adam Cole. So, so there's a couple of things that that, that Michael's involved with Disney wrestling, but um, but well, before we get into the music, the way that I met Michael was a couple of years ago. Um, I was hosting open mics at a local bar in town, Graffiti Junction, free plug. And Michael was doing uh, trivia, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, trivia. So he was downstairs doing trivia. I'm up on the stage doing open mic. And so we met a couple of years ago. And um, Michael actually does a tremendous amount of music. He's, he's, you can find on his Facebook page, he, he, he does shows from the house or the couch or wherever it is yeah. and um, covers all kinds of genres. So we're going to talk to Michael a little bit, a little bit about music, what he does and Hey, uh, how'd you get started playing music? Uh, I started, I think, as a lot of singers did as a kid. I started singing in church. Um, Worship leader. Uh, yeah, I started singing in church. Uh, matter of fact, uh, there's this this really funny story about why well, my go-to was Amazing Grace. Mm -hmm. Unless it was Christmas, then it was Away in a Manger. Mm. But it was Amazing Grace. And I only sang the first verse because I was like maybe six, maybe seven years <laughs> old. So finally, I was like, I'm old enough. I kind of got a little cocky <laughs> and I'm going to sing the second verse. Ah. Oh yeah. No one knows the second <laughs> verse. They, everybody knows verse one, but no verse two is a bit foggy. <laughs> and so I get it. And of course I forget the words I mess up. And of course everybody in the church is like giggling and because it's cute. Of course. And I got mortified. I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. So, uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, so I, I started in church and then, uh, I actually, you know, a few years later, you know, before the whole like contemporary worship thing happened, we were still a hymnal in the pew kind of church, uh, first United Methodist church in Leesburg, mm -hmm. Georgia. Um, so we, you know, me and, or myself and a friend of mine and our pastor at the time broke out the guitars. Gotcha. And well, they broke out the guitars. I was not playing at the time. So they broke that out and they started, you know, we started kind of doing the praise and worship music. And, and I think it went pretty well. But I think at the time it wasn't the world just wasn't doing that yet. And the world just kind of wasn't ready. 
for that yet. And um, so it took a break from church music for a while. Of course, I'm back in it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at Purpose Church in uh, Winter Garden. Okay. Uh, 10.05 every Sunday. 10.05. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll plug there. Michael, um, for you. <laughs> so then, you know, I came back into it and I love it. It's just, you know, it's a nice way to get out and, and do something with my faith. And, and you know, I'm not you know, I'm not a preachy person, you know, I, if you want to talk to me about that, come up to me, talk to me about, and I'm glad to, but I, I usually won't walk up and just open sure. a conversation. So, uh, I, you know, it's nice to be back at a church that to doing that. I'm with a, one of my, one of my best friends here locally, uh, awesome guy, uh, named Zach Brown, not the guy from the band. <laughs> um, That'd be pretty cool at church. It would be it? pretty yeah. awesome, right? I don't know if you could sing about uh, margaritas would, and senoritas. I would not. Have, <laughs> I would not have to play guitar because there is no way I'm that good. So, uh, but I get to, you know, I get to get up on stage and and, lead, and do worship with you know one of my closest friends here in town, and that's it's awesome. Right. You know, when you say contemporary, mm-hmm. um, what I remember is going to church for the first time on a Saturday night. And I was tricked because it was like it was like a rock concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then I remember back, I think it was the 90s, there was a band called Striper. Yep. Which was a Christian rock band, but you nobody would know it unless you sat there and yeah. carefully listened to music. And and, you, and that's what I enjoyed was it was that Saturday night going in, listening to live music mm-hmm. and, and and getting a something better than something I saw on TV in the and 60s or 70s. And that's still going today. Right. Um, you had bands like Switchfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. That's another Switch one. Switchfoot is a, one of those Christian bands that crossed over. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got uh, Need to Breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of crossed over into mainstream. You started hearing their stuff on the radio. But then going back to the 90s, one of the first bands I remember ever doing it was a band called DC Talk. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I do DC, remember that name. DC Talk had this amazing album in the 90s called Jesus Freak, uh, which if you grew up in the tr- in church in the 90s and uh, you knew that album, you mm. probably owned it. Did you know that album? No, no, I did not. Oh man, I, mm. I still have. I, I still listen to that album. Right. Hunting oh, that album down on vinyl is like one of my things. I I look it up all the time, but it goes for like a hundred bucks. Wow. It's, it's an expensive album on mm. vinyl. But um, so you sing? I do, and but, and you play instruments? Uh, yeah, I kind of do everything. What do you play? I got grounded a lot. Oh, you did. And <laughs> when I got grounded, yeah. I just taught myself like a new creative thing. But well, we won't so, we, we won't give your mom the phone number to call in and yeah. tell some good stories <laughs> about getting that. grounded. Like just made me okay. I'm gonna learn to play the piano. Nice. I'm gonna learn to do this or that. So grounding <laughs> me like didn't do anything. Sure. And once I turned 16, you could take one of my car keys. That was like, <laughs> whoa. Now. So piano, guitar, uh, fake my way through piano. Well, yeah, I, I can play a couple of chords. How many vinyls do you think you have? I've only been collecting vinyl for about a year. Mm. Um, oh, we're gonna talk about that. And uh. I probably have around 50. Mm. So imagine that's that's one a week wow. for a year. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. A lot of, lot of money. <laughs> on into my you have a go-to place that you buy them from? Yes, uh, my local shop, Triangle Vinyl, uh, right up there in Claremont. Uh, Justin and is an amazing guy. There's a vinyl shop in Claremont? Yes, what? there is. Triangle Vinyl. Where the hell is that? <laughs> it's on 7th and Montrose. Don't really? quote me on that. Well, I, I'm, if you turn down Seventh, it's like you go past the Methodist Church. It's like right. walk back. It's a blue building okay. right on the corner. It's a great shop, v- really small shop, huh. but he's got great stuff. He really does. Did not know that. Well, you know, usually when we go downtown, where where at Sun Creek or where we're at Claremont Brewing, or it's a I'm picking block, up beer it's a block from CBC. So oh, okay, good to know. Good to know. 
Now, nice. is anybody in your family musical, or is it just you? You just kind of. Uh, my mom sang in the church choir. She does. She'll tell you that she can't sing. Okay. Um, but she can. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Right. I don't, honestly, I don't think I've really ever heard her. So I don't know. Okay. I would think she does. So. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Hey. It, it came from somebody, but not that I know of it. My cousin can sing really well. So I think it just kind of hits and misses in the family. But, you know, no. Skips not, generations. It does. It's like twins. It just <laughs> exactly. Skips, it just skips a generation and hits somebody else. I, so, But I've never seen anybody in the family pick up an instrument or play no. like gigs or live shows. So I think I might be the first. You're right. You're right. Well, good to know. Well, um, and more as we move down our, our questions here, um, famous musicians you admire. Now, now I, I can't help but noticing the shirt. Yes. You know, we've, we've, we've got the Hawaiian shirt. We've, we've got the Beach Boys. Now, now, now I, I spoke a couple weeks ago about my first Beach Boys album was Endless Summer, which was actually a, a, greatest a, hits album. a greatest hits album that had almost every great if you want to own song. anything Beach Boys and you don't want to buy individual albums, um, Endless Summer is a great one. Endless Summer has actually been repressed now. Mm -hmm. Target sells it. I've seen it a couple wow. of places. It's just called like the best of the Beach Boys, but Target sells it on this beautiful orange marble. So nice. pretty. It's one of those, and it's got a pretty label, so it just looks gorgeous on the turntable. Hmm. Wow. And it's, I, I didn't it's have essentially the exact same set list as Endless Summer. But, but but if I'm correct, and 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 you probably know more than I do when it comes to the Beach Boys, and I know a lot about the Beach Boys, I don't think Endless Summer has one of the greatest songs ever recorded by Brian Wilson, God Only Knows. Is I don't think that's on Endless Summer. I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think it is. I, I and that's a phenomenal I own, a, I own Endless Summer, and I, you know, I don't think it is. When did Endless Summer come out? 74. Should have been on there. Yeah. Because I, I, God Only Knows, Sloop John B, and Wouldn't It Be Nice were really the only three songs that come right. from Pat Sounds. Sure, sure. Now, um, as far as famous musicians you admire, so I guess Brian Wilson would be in the mix. Brian Wilson. Who else? Brian Wilson is definitely the number one. What do you like about Brian Wilson? Uh, he's a musical genius. Absolutely. Which sure. my, 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 my girlfriend said we needed to make a drinking game. A drinking game. Um, oh shit! Oh, it, oh. We're, sorry, we're on air. So, but you know, drinking anytime, games. Uh, all of a sudden, oh, I woke no. up. Anytime I answer a question with Beach Boys or Brian Wilson, so I'm. <laughs> oh boy. Tiny babysitter. That's all. Uh, so, um, he's a musical genius. I mean, it's it's you know, I obviously, it's rumored that he uh, he literally hears the song finished in his head. And then he goes and puts it to paper and then he goes and puts it to production. And if it, you to, just a, a, a point of to show that he's a musical genius is wouldn't it be nice actually has two bass lines. One is in the key of A, one is in the key of D. You would not think that would work. But if you listen to wouldn't it be nice, it would wow. be perfect. We'll have to listen to that. I'll have to get Lisa. I'll listen to some Beach Boys music, especially yeah. when we're poolside <laughs> making uh, frozen drinks floating on a raft. That. That's Come really on. what you need. So, uh, uh, anybody else? Um, you who influenced you to, to pick up a guitar? What advised me to pick up a guitar? Uh, is there somebody well, that you saw and you said, wow, I'm, I'm I don't like no. Um, I was 20 okay. when I started playing. So I've been playing about 18 years. So, uh, it, honestly it was, um, there was a Christian band called third day. Okay. Um, I've heard of them third day who they actually finally stopped touring and stopped doing stuff together, but their, their front man, Mac Powell still does stuff. Matter of fact, he's coming to Lakeland, I believe in like April. Mm. So he still does stuff, uh, but they were that Southern rock kind of country 
Gotcha. So it really like I loved the music. Right. So that kind of got me to pick it up. And then um, one of my favorite bands of all time is an Australian band called Silver Chair. They were I, I think I heard of them in the nineties. They were yep. very popular because they were like 14 or 15 years old and they won like this radio contest and they got like a small, like essentially what we would call a 45, but essentially it was like an EP. They got like three songs on an album and that grew into their first album, Frog Stomp. Then they went on to another show, another one, another one. Wow. And what then was, there was, what was the one they played on the radio back then. Tomorrow. By them. Tomorrow. Okay. By, uh, that's from Frog Stomp. That would definitely be their biggest hit. Yeah. But then in 2002, they released an album called Diorama, who, to tie it into the Beach Boys. <laughs> I, I guess again, you, you know, was, uh, uh, Heavy Seas, it is a 15% alcohol, but damn, this is a really good beer. I don't know how many you have to have before you forget your name, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> go, go see Sherry over. Over at Suds, and she'll hook very you up with rich. these. Yeah, super very rich. Sweet, very rich. Yeah, that's that's that bourbon, bourbon yeah. barrel. But to tie that to the Beach Boys, um, what the bourbon or, or the music? No, oh, the, the music. Okay. <laughs> the music. <laughs> Get um, back on track. That was um, it was the arrangements, the strings and horn arrangements on that album were done by Van Dyke Parks. Okay, he did a lot of some stuff on Pet, Pet Sounds, but then he did a, an album with Brian called Smile. That was supposed to be the follow up to Pet Sounds, and it didn't happen. Um, you know, because of mostly because of drugs oh. and men mental health, which is another reason I admire Brian. And then he came back in 2004 and he finished Smile, and it's an amazing album. Right. But Van Dyke Parks did all that arrangement for Silver Chair. So that kind of was like, ooh, all right, now you're bridging the two together. And I love that album. I think I actually learned pretty much how to play that entire album on guitar because I was like, this album's amazing. I, I probably annoyed people to death. <laughs> well, well, that brings up my next question. What's the first song you learned on guitar? Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go again. Must be Beach Boys tune. It's not. <laughs> oh, okay. It is not. It is. Uh, it was Brian Wilson by the Bare Naked Ladies. Ah, yes. That's right. Yeah. I, 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 I got to tell you, Michael. That I think is the greatest name for any band because there's nothing better than driving down the street and on the marquee out front it says Bare Naked Ladies. Live who, tonight. Live tonight. <laughs> who who doesn't want to go catch that show that actually the and then story. be disappointed? Right. That was actually the story. It was, it was, it was like, where did you get this name? And they're like, because if you put it on a marquee, people are going to come. People are going to come. And they were like, plus Van Halen was taken. Oh, yeah. Well, Van, Van Halen was taken. <laughs> well, um, there's actually um, another musician uh, here. And... Uh, You no, no. can keep a good beat. The drums, nah, I don't know about that. Drums was my first instrument. Now, now nice. when, when did you first play drums and why? Why? Because we had a drum set. No, I've always, as you know, I'm like an well, air my, drummer. My, my mother had a vacuum cleaner too. It didn't mean I vacuumed <laughs> all day. I'm an air drummer like galore. So right. we finally got a drum set and tinkered yeah. around with it and learned how to keep a beat. Right. So good. And that's the drummer's job yeah. is just to keep time. Nice. As far as timeline, maybe... Oh my gosh. Who'd you listen to that said, I got to play drums like that? Um, it had to be Son of Song. Was it Keith Moon? This probably walked Probably my like uh, pro Collective Soul and Three Doors oh, there, Down. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's Collective a couple of Lisa's favorites. Collective Soul, right especially. <laughs> Collective Soul is such a good band. That's From awesome. Georgia. Awesome. From Georgia. From Athens. 
Oh, I guess they are. Is it isn't REM from Athens too, right? right? REM too. Wow. One of the greatest live shows I ever went to was Collective Soul, REM, Outcast, and the B-52s. B-52s. Wow. Oh, you're right. Craziest right, lineup right. you would imagine. Yeah, but right. Yeah, they're from Georgia a, too. Such a good, good. Yeah, they're all from the same vicinity wow. area, and that's what it was. They mm. played it at University of Georgia. Now, now uh, you said Beach Boys. My first song I learned on guitar was by another band. Some people haven't heard of them. A band called the Beatles. Actually, okay. it was it was a Ringo Starr tune called "You're 16. Okay. Which I, you know, at my age now, I can't sing "You're 16 and "You're Beautiful" in your mind because <laughs> kind of creepy. I, I'd, I'd see you from a distance. By the time you finish the third chorus, <laughs> the cops would just be waiting. Right, right. Well, <laughs> what's what's the first album you ever bought? Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish Crack Rear View. Hootie and the Blowfish. See, now there's a guy nice. who, who reinvented himself. Yes, you know, had had the band Darius and then went country. Darius Rucker and, and wrote great did great country stuff. He's phenomenal. Of course, the the dreaded wagon wheel, which everybody is sometimes forced to play. I, so, I, I do you request for that? I I really don't, but I used to. Right. Um. Back in Louisiana, there's three songs that you have to be able to play to be a acoustic get paid acoustic or a, <laughs> a band uh, that you have to be able to play these songs because they are going to get requested, uh, and that is wagon wheel. Right. Mustang Sally. Mustang Sally. And this one will cost you $20 at one of my gigs. Brown Eye Girl. Brown Eye Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I, th I think those are the three. And then, of course, there's the drunk idiot in the back of the bar yelling free, free bird. bird. So, uh, but I. And, and Ken requesting brandy <laughs> well, everywhere hey, he goes. I learned brandy because <laughs> of him. And I did. Yes, you did. I remember that. I that that's one of my, my favorite <laughs> songs of all time. From a band called Looking Glass, and it was they were like a one hit. I think they had another hit also, but Brandy is just one of those great tunes. And and I always ask fans to play it. And believe it or not, more people will play it when I request it than not play it. So that's that's kind of pretty cool. So yeah. first concert T-shirt, first concert T-shirt, uh, probably Alabama. Alabama. I I wow. uh, I grew up on eighties country. Um. So loved I loved Alabama. I loved Alabama, so I'm pretty sure there are family photos of me wearing an Alabama shirt. Wow. So we'll go with that. Yeah, that I, I, I didn't... bought myself Our Lady Peace. Wow. What was your first concert that you actually went to? Was it Alabama? It probably was. Okay. Uh it probably was. Uh that I really remember going to. I kind of remember the Alabama concerts, but were you I drinking? I was three. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 I was maybe three or four. Drinking juice. But uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Randy Travis, Reba. My Reba. stepdad was a huge Reba fan, so I've seen her multiple times. Uh, Randy Travis, Reba, the Judds. Uh, unfortunately. I always I, want to say something else when you say the Judds. It's always like one of those things. When I was seven or eight, I, of course, was, Kenneth. Uh, <laughs> was uh, no. into... Um, uh, of course, I was into New Kids on the Block. Right. So I, Yay! NKTOB, uh, is that? Yeah, I grew I up. I had their uh, posters. I grew up on New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I had plenty of New Kids on the Block merchandise. I may or may not have won a radio talent show. Um, wow. For tickets to. Who was your favorite New Kid? Uh, I think everybody liked Donnie. I like Jordan. Jordan. I, I, yeah. And Donnie second. But. I think, I think it was either, it was probably a tie between Jordan and Joey. Like Joey. <laughs> I don't know why. My very first concert was at SeaWorld. It was Debbie yeah. Gibson. Yeah. Debbie Gibson, only in my T dream. Tiffany, oh. Tiffany and Ginger Spice are equally responsible for why I have crushes on redheads. Uh, wow. Absolutely. Well, well, what color is Lindsay's hair today? Uh, it's red. Red. Okay. Uh, well, you, you know, here. <laughs> 
here's here's a trick question then. Um, you mentioned the Spice Girls. Yeah. So everybody knows, uh, was it Posh, Scary, Posh, Baby, Baby, Baby Ginger, Ginger, Scary, Sporty, Sporty. Okay, so if if the Spice Girls called you mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, Michael, we need another Spice Girl, <laughs> but but we're gonna have a Spice Guy. What would your Spice name be?" Probably like Cuddly Spice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Lindsay. That's what you can call them late at night. <laughs> Say, hey, come here, Cuddly Spice. <laughs> what would yours be, Ken? <laughs> yeah. What would yours be? Wow, I don't know. <laughs> Put him on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Funny Spice? Snorry Spice. <laughs> Snorry Spice. Thanks. Thanks. This, this is exactly why you don't have your wife join you on a show because she'll embarrass you with, with my snoring with my mouth your, open watching TV. She'll <laughs> bring them out. Man. Okay. No. Uh, so, so maybe snorry spice. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool, though. I wouldn't have to do much during the show. Just sleep. <laughs> yeah. Just sit in a recliner and sleep. <laughs> so uh, one, one of my questions here is, do you perform in public? But I do know that you always play in public. Yes. So um, talk about uh, where you play, what music you like to play, and uh you know, that kind of good stuff. Uh, I do. My main thing that I do around here is I play at Graffiti Claremont mm-hmm. fairly regularly, at least about once, maybe twice a month. I've started branching out and doing some of their other locations. Like I'm in College Park next Saturday, nice. 13th. Um, at, and then I'm back at Claremont for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's going to be the Kilted Show. So, it, now, is that actually uh, on the St. Patrick's Day? Yes, or? it is the 17th. All right. Yeah. Mm. Wednesday, the 17th. Um, so we will be there. As for like what do I I honestly I had a friend of mine back in Louisiana refer to me as your favorite road trip mixtape on shuffle. There you go. Because I kind of play everything. I country, pop, R and B. Yeah, I I I was telling you before we started, I was playing at College Park two weeks ago and the bar staff challenged me to learn on the spot in a gig um an acoustic cover of Cardi B's WAP. <laughs> wow. And I did it. Luckily, you didn't get arrested for all those <laughs> uh, words. Well, I cut it oh, down a bit. Gosh. I didn't do the whole thing. I pretty much just did like one <laughs> verse in the chorus a couple of times. Like I cut it way down, but yeah. You will not be performing that today. Don't worry. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> well, no. well, one of the great things about Michael is is um, I, I asked him a while ago, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. And of course, COVID, everybody's home and they have nothing else to do. And, and he actually took the time to learn Brandy. But... Um, one of the craziest tunes he does, and, and and I'll ask him to do this too because I know it drives him crazy. I'll ask him to do "Toxic" by Britney Spears. So <laughs> when when he says he covers everybody, it's like from A to Z and from zero to nine on you know on the number scale. So uh, it's pr- pretty eclectic, especially yeah. on an acoustic guitar, including Baby just, Shark. Yeah. Oh, uh, Baby I, Shark. I you, did you, do. I did. Baby you said that before the show. I did yep. Baby Shark. Same gig, College Park. I <laughs> I said, look, for fifty bucks, I'll play. Col- I'll play. Uh, I'll play Baby Shark. And sure enough, like within a minute, this like seven year old kid walks up. His dad had given him fifty dollars, and he put it in his tip bucket. <laughs> I would have played that all night. And and I was like, every every ten minutes, fifty bucks. So we we have decided that the cost of my musical integrity is fifty dollars. <laughs> wow. So for those of you out there that are, that bands tell you it's a hundred. 200 500 bucks to play Freebird. I guess he'll do it for 50 bucks. So, no, not no. 50. Not okay. All right. <laughs> like, there is no amount of money. <laughs> Grease him and he'll take care of you. Get me to so, play Freebird. So. Do you ever get nervous before you walk on stage at, you know, that first song? No. 
Um, I did a little bit after because we had the pandemic and everybody shut down. So I didn't play a gig for eight months. Wow. And then we came back and um we were at your first gig yeah, back, right? We played like my first gig was only like what a month, like maybe two or three months two sure. months ago or something like that. So um I played, you know, about 10 months then. So uh I was a little nervous then because mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, do I still have this? Like, can I still do this? Right. Um so I feel when I have to get up on stage. But as for like a regular gig, no, because yeah. I've done almost 25 years of musical theater. Mm-hmm. So the nerves, I, I really have a performance switch. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm off stage, I'm just me. But as soon as it's time to get in front of people with a mic and a guitar or get on stage and do a show, it just, you know, that performance clicks in. doesn't matter. I did a show. I did a play called The Crucible. Mm -hmm. um, and I did a performance of The Crucible while I was actively passing a kidney stone. Wow. Show must go on, man. It's impressive, man. They moved two couches <laughs> to the wings. When I was coming off stage, I would lay on one of the couches, and then they kind of give me a cue when it was time to go back on. I'd stand up, I'd go back on, do my thing, come back, lay on the couch. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, impressive. So, that's die hard yeah. there. And wow. that's that performer switch. Like, okay, it's time to, time to go. You know? what, do you, what do you do? I mean, because it happens to me, you know, more than I want. You're up on stage, you're playing a tune, and you make a mistake. How do you get through that? that that hiccup in the in the don't make fun of my word hiccup 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 entrepreneur and entrepreneur we, we were going back and forth last week on, on playing words but he's so cute how do you handle those mistakes most of the time uh i kind of hope nobody notices i don't think most people notice anyway and i just go uh usually, it's called drinking right usually <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a lyric thing every once in a while you'll kind of see somebody make a face like that's not right <laughs> But then sometimes I'll actually that's a second like, verse. Sometimes I'll actually like, you know, uh, I'll actually kind of acknowledge it. Right. I'll be like, ah, hey, well, you know, like, I'll like, you know, because like you, especially if they caught it, you, yeah. you know, you've messed up. There's no way, no one, there's no way that everybody in the room didn't see it. I'll kind of laugh at myself and kind of say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you know, I, I think that that. that when you make a mistake and, and, and you're performing music, I think that the only people that notice are other musicians because th they, they're your biggest critics, yet they won't get up on stage and perform. They're like, oh, that yeah. guy, you know, he, he changed, the, changed the key on that song or he, oh, yeah. you know, gutted the song. I, and, you know. I cannot sing Journey, any Journey song in the Steve Perry key. They are all transposed down. Have you tried that with tight pants? No, I, I, don't, I, don't think any, I don't think anybody wants okay, to see it. It looked like a busted can of biscuits. <laughs> well, there you go. So uh, that's, that's what Michael does. Um, what advice would you give somebody starting out that, that wants to go out and perform in front of people and they're nervous and they don't know if, if, if they've got it, if they don't have it? What, what advice would you give them? Uh... It's the same advice that I give because I get people that ask me all the time with the YouTube, like, hey, I want to start a YouTube. What's it? What advice do you give me? And that is to be yourself. Mm -hmm. There's an Oscar Wilde quote um, that says, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Um, and it's because Ooh, that that could be a billboard. Could. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, we'll get to that later. And I, it um, and it just means be yourself, because everyone if you try to imitate someone else, it's going to be it's going to be clear that you're doing it. Um, mm -hmm. If you try to do a version of yourself like this, oh, you know, everybody uses the quote, oh, my performance, my, my performer mode is just me turned up to 11 mm -hmm. um, because, it, you know, it's one louder. 
Right. But, <laughs> to quote Spinal, like Spinal Tap. Like Spinal Tap. So I, I tell people, if you want to do that, that's fine. But when you come off stage, if you ever meet anybody, like if people hang around to say hey to you or whatever, or if you make it famous and you've got to, you know, you've got fans, that's your mode. Sure. All the time. Because if people see on the stage, if they see you up there running around and doing your thing, and then they meet you and you're boring, then they're going to be, it's going to be a disappointment. So just be yourself because if, like I said, everybody else is taken, right? If you are genuine and yourself, it, it's, it can be a wonderful thing. Right. Uh, final music question. If you could play in a band, what band would it be and why? Oh, here we go again. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they've only had like 5,000 members, including the sexy John Stamos. John Stamos. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. John Stamos has been with them since the 80s. Since right. Like the right. Um, I would love to be an ex auxiliary percussion player and right. background vocus vocalist in Brian Wilson's band. Wow. I would love it. Oh, my God. I would, I would never... I, I mean, they could like say if if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And every I, show, I believe just, that. I believe every that. show would just be <laughs> me living my best life. <laughs> that's that's a great answer. That's that's really a great answer. Same question for you. Yeah. What band? Gosh, you you, you know I, I I grew up listening to so much stuff from Zeppelin to Aerosmith to Kiss to Ted Nugent to. The Who to, I mean, you name it, you know, ACDC, Judas Priest, so on and so forth. Uh, for me, if, if, if I were joining a band, I would say the best fun I could have would to be in Kiss. Oh, my God. <laughs> full makeup, full costume. And still fantastic musicians. Fantastic musicians, super high heels, flames, bloods fire i i mean that electricity me based on your that halloween would, costume that would be my band now is it is it the best band no no i i think you know if if, if i was going to play in a band you know really playing a band it, it would probably be a band like like cream it would be a band like like zeppelin maybe the stones yeah. the variety of music the, the because i'm a blues guy by background i just love the blues i love everything about it you know, from Robert Johnson, uh, you know, on forward. And so, so to me, but yeah, I mean, but, but kiss, that would really kick ass. Plus, plus I could have a bobblehead with my, with my face <laughs> and all go. shit going on. Oh, there we go again. There you go. You have to bleep me later. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Wait, I have a question for you. I, oh, God. I, I like to ask this of musicians because it kind of forces you to kind of throw somebody under the bus. Here we go. Um, somebody help me. <laughs> what's the band that everybody loves that you can't stand? So, so, so a band, so somebody that actually plays instruments or, or an artist, you know, singer that everybody you know, loves that it's just, it's just not your thing. I, I think in, in, in some respects and, 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 and you gotta understand uh, these are great bands and, and, and great players, but I think Pink Floyd is very, Unless you're on LSD tripping at, <laughs> at the um, what do they call that? The uh, it's not the museum, but it's the uh, oh, the planetarium. The planetarium. Good laser um, Floyd yeah. show is, is not to be missed. Um, <laughs> you know, Dave Matthews I think is a very it's it's kind of the same thing over and over, and it's a constant jam. Which 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 I like to jam also, but I also grew up you know watching the Grateful Dead do it, and it, it's 
it's a very monotonous type of thing. So I, I, I guess you may get some Pink haters Floyd from this question. No, no, and, my answer and, and Dave Matthews. Um, mine is, Who's yours? Mine is Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Why? Because oh. I mean, <laughs> I just, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. It's just, I, oh my I, gosh. I, I just don't, I don't get it. You don't get it. Okay. I don't get it. I, I don't understand why. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Beatles. Everybody, everybody has two, the Beatles have two stages of their career and everybody loves one of them, but usually not both. Mm -hmm. And that's you have your early Beatles. You know, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sit, you know, saw her standing there, twist and shout, love me do. And then you have the later stuff. You've got Sergeant Pepper, Abbey Road. See, I'm an Abbey Road guy. That's the first See, time I heard the Beatles. Mystery tour on everybody, A track. Everybody, wow. Yeah, A track. Huh? Everybody, everybody loves a version of the Beatles, but usually can't stand the other. Right. So for me, I, I would agree with that. And a lot of that is because they just don't get it. Right. No, a lot of people just don't get Maxwell Silver Hammer. Right. And you know things like that. Octopus's Garden. Octopus's Garden. Yes. You know. You know. And happiness is a warm gun. Whatever that yes. means, yes. I don't know. While my guitar gently weeps. Well, you know people what? You know what? That that song. Um, that's one of my favorite songs I've seen as a as a live performance, and that was during the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm -hmm. when Prince mm -hmm. took off on his guitar. And 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 if you've never heard that song, while my guitar gently weeps, go to YouTube and find the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame episode yeah. where Prince pays no attention to Bob Dylan, uh, Jeff Lynne, Tom Petty. He's just playing, yeah. and it's, it's it's outrageous. But yeah, that's uh, Prince is the show that I regret not going to. Oh. I he had, did see him. I did see Prince I, at Madison Square Garden in '84. Wow. So, so yeah, you with, probably saw the revolution with the revolution. Sheila E was the opening act wow. and just, just unbelievable. I, um, I had a chance to see, how are we doing on time? Uh, we're in 46. Okay, minutes, good. So. Oh, we're in good shape. Come we good. we had, uh, I had a chance to see him in new Orleans mm. at essence fest and I didn't go because I just didn't think that essence fest was not really my vibe. You know, it's not really my type of festival. So I didn't go. Right. And then within a year, Prince was dead. Yeah, Oof. and I never got the chance Sad. to see him again, and it's just like, oh man. Mm. I have a hey. loudest concert question. Oh, I can answer mine first. Loudest concert. Loudest concert. Okay. was Scorpions, Dokken, and White Snake. That was the loudest. That was the loudest. My ears loudest. were ringing for two days straight. Wow, that's pretty awesome, though. It was. It was incredible. Well, the Scorpions yeah. are great, even though Klaus Mains is like three foot seven. But <laughs> I mean, just a great singer. It was such a good show. Yeah, absolutely, so loud. So loud. Michael, loudest concert. Uh, the Black Keys at uh, Jazz Fest. So loud. Wow. So loud. And I always say loud does not mean good. Well, They're so loud that you you couldn't enjoy it. Actually, our concert in Nashville was probably one of the loudest. Well, well, that was um. It was, was Horn and, and Allison Chains. Yes. Else. Actually, oh, oh my god. Again, oh. that would I would imagine that would just be loud. Loudest. We had to leave. <laughs> loudest concert ever. And, and, and mind you, I've seen Metallica, Guns N' Roses, um, Kiss, Ted Nugent, loudest concert ever, Hall & Oates, Jones Beach, outside. I always give him that it, look, too. It I'm was like, so loud. Oates? It was so loud. When, that's, when the saxophone solo kicked in by about the 10th song in, we had to leave. It was that loud. Outside, at a beach. Isn't that crazy? That's the, Hall & Oates. Black, the Black Keys concert that I was referencing oh. was outside. It's Jazz Fest, 100,000 right. people. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, 
we're going to move into our musical segment just a little bit here. But let me ask you, um, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your 18-year-old self that you you know now that you didn't know then? Um, learn guitar earlier and <laughs> practice uh, practice more. Practice more. And then for the final question, before we let you do, do a little music for us, um, if uh, you could have a billboard, what would you put on it? I don't know. And why? Why am I? Uh, what was the question you said earlier? He said, you said he could put, oh, is that uh, quote? He, he, it was an Oliver Wilde quote, I believe. Yeah, Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. Yeah, Oscar Wilde. Oliver um, Wilde, wasn't that the movie Oliver? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's his less famous brother. <laughs> that's how we roll here at, at yeah. Tiki Hut Central. Um, yeah, it would just be an inspirational be yourself, everyone else is taken. That's awesome. I that's like awesome. That. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're, we're, um, we're going to take a minute here. Um, we're going to get Michael set up on, uh, on our musical uh, episode here, and he's going to play us a couple of tunes. So um, let him get set up, and I'll keep uh, shooting the breeze here while they're getting ready over there. And additionally, again, like to thank uh, Montrose Suds, outstanding beer, Sud Saloon, see Sherry. Um, you know what? I was I was actually on uh, Facebook yesterday or the day before, and Sud Saloon has a tremendous selection of seltzers. So for those of you that don't drink beer, don't drink wine, they have a tremendous selection of seltzers. Um, they'll serve it to you in a glass. They'll do all kinds of stuff for you. Did you find a switch on the back of that? It's a little rocker switch. There we go. So we're, we're going to let him get set up. He's going to play you a couple of tunes. We'll find out what he's going to play. We'll get the camera over to him in just a minute here. And again, I'd like to thank Alyssa for some fantastic jambalaya. I've only had a couple of bites because we are on air. Oh, look who showed up. Thanks for joining us tonight. <laughs> welcome, well, welcome to the set. <laughs> hello, hello. Um, outstanding, uh, jambalaya beer, Michael P. Ruffin. Again, you can catch him on Facebook, catch him at graffiti. He's going to be here March 17th, St. Patty's day at graffiti junction. Just pull up his website, pull up their website, find out when he's going to play. You definitely don't want to miss him playing. He does some crazy stuff with acoustic guitar and plays things you would not expect to hear on an acoustic guitar. So, uh, you got yourself all set up there for the most part? Uh, getting there. All right. Getting there. We're going to switch over to him here, and uh, you can move that chair back if it's too close or the mic forward if it's not too close. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get his uh, mic up as well, and hopefully this doesn't come through uh, too loud for you. Yeah. And here we go. What, what, what are you going to do first? Uh, first? One of my favorite covers to play is uh, Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. All right, cool. Here we go. Let's give it up. Michael P. Ruffin. Well, sometimes I go out by myself and I look across the water and I think of all the things what you're doing and in my head I paint a picture I come on home where my body's been a mess And I miss your ginger hair and the way you like to dress Won't you come on over, stop making a fool out of me Why don't you come on over, Valerie Valerie 
you had to go to jail with your house on up for sale did you get a good lawyer hope you didn't catch a ten hope you found the right man a big seat for you are you shopping anywhere change the color of your hair are you busy did you have to pay that fine? You were dodging all the time. I used to dizzy. Since I come on home, well, my body's been a mess. And I miss your ginger hair and the way you like to dress. Won't you come on over? Stop making a fool out of me. Why don't you come on over, And I look across the water And I think of all the things What you're doing And in my head I paint a picture Since I come alone Where my body's been a mess And I miss your ginger hair And the way you like to dress Won't you come on over Stop making a fool I'll tell you what, you're 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 coming through on both of these mics. It sounds oh. amazing. Yeah, hey, all right. It's cool. amazing. At least it sounds good. You yeah. Know? I'm gonna do one that I usually don't play this one in gigs. Um Ooh. It, it is a Brian Wilson song. It's one it's a song that he came out with during his comeback. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a Beach Boy song. Okay. This came out late eighties, early nineties. And he always closes his show with this, and I love this song. So I'm I'm going to try and do this and not butcher it. Stage is yours. Well, I was sitting in a crummy movie with my hands on my chest. All the violence in this world never Love and mercy, that's what you need tonight. Love and mercy to you and your friends tonight. I was lying in my room and the news came on TV. A lot of people out there hurting. And it really scared me 
Love and mercy, that's what you need tonight. Love and mercy to you and your friends tonight. I was standing in a bar and watching all the people there. All the loneliness in this world. When it's just not fair Love and mercy That's what you need tonight Love and mercy to you and your friends tonight Well, love and mercy That's what you need Tonight. Love and mercy tonight. All right. Wow, so let's let's give it up for Michael Ruffin this evening. Two fantastic songs. What a beautiful voice. And uh, hey, like I said earlier, like Michael said, he's going to be at Graffiti, um, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. He's going to play live. He's going to bring his acoustic guitar. He's going to bring his voice. Maybe Lindsay, his, his girl, will come in as well, and we'll uh, probably bust open a Guinness or two, and, uh, yeah. and we'll see how that goes. But I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight, Michael. It was a great show. Appreciate you taking time out of your, your busy day, your busy schedule for, for coming. Yeah, absolutely. You have fun, Lisa? I had a great time. A great time? Yep. Well, on that note, everybody, thanks for stopping by again tonight. Thank Michael Ruffin for coming out. Check him out at the Moving Platform. Find him on Facebook. Like his page. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat station, 7 o'clock next Wednesday night. I think, I think we have another great musical to guest here in the studio or at the HUD, as we like to say. So good night. We'll see you next week, and thanks for coming by.